So like when I, I listen to lectures, I call it Guyam Seva, secret service, because it's, it's quite secret. Because, at what university can you learn that you're not the body? Is there any university go, hey, actually, uh, let's start with the basics. <laughs> First, you gotta know what your GPS is, what's your metaphysical position, who are you, before you can navigate the road of life. If you think you're the body, then you're going to run around chasing after the the desires and aspirations of the body and mind. And then it's like a person in a car thinking that he's the car, putting fuel in, but himself is remaining starving and hungry. So no university gets to learn this knowledge. So that is called guya, very secret, very confidential, as it's described. Has anybody read a book called The Nectar of Instruction? And so remember, we, we had this... Uh, six loving exchanges. Uh, there's adati, pratigirinati, giving and receiving gifts amongst each other, amongst uh, the spiritual practitioners. It's a way to develop your loving relationship with spiritual practitioners. Guyam akyati prichiti, and speaking about spiritual life. Guyam akyati prichiti. Most of the time, people think it means uh, can mean revealing your inner moral difficulties in your heart, but also, if you look at the purport, means actually spiritual life, just discussing spiritual life, which is in the category of guya, secret. And bhumte bujayate, giving pizza and eating pizza. <laughs> giving spiritual pizza. So, this chapter nine is actually very high level because it actually doesn't cover the guya stuff, the secret stuff. It doesn't even discuss the guyatara, the more secret stuff. It discusses the guyatamam, the most secret stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the most secret stuff, Krishna's Tamarjana. And this is because your heart is free from envy. Just like, uh, how many of you have gone to college? You've ever gone to any studies in college? Now, to get in, you have to have certain qualifications. You have to have GED, high school degree, or something like that. So Krishna is telling Arjuna, you have a specific qualification to understand this knowledge. Your heart is free of envy. Can you imagine that? A heart free of envy have nothing to grumble about. Can you imagine that? Nothing to grumble about. In the age of college, described everyone is born with sudra qualities. Should, should actually, the quality of sh the, the root of it is to complain. To whine and complain. And that's what we do all day long, is whine and complain. We have face to whine and complain. So that's our, our you know, hallmark uh, characteristic. But Arjuna is honestly of it, a heart free from envy. He's seeing, he's seeing the very best in everyone. Therefore, even though his cousins are trying to kill him, he thinks, well, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't fight because, you know, they're trying to kill me, but they're also spirit souls. <laughs> and he has like a whole philosophy. But in the end, it was a, it was a just fight, like if a police officer who is so soft-hearted like Arjuna, free from envy, and he sees somebody beating up an old lady, what is he supposed to do? Oh, 
He's got. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to uh, use his, his skills in the right consciousness. So, and knowing this knowledge and realization, you'll be free from all inauspiciousness, all ill fortune. Um, here's one from Hidananda Maharaj. You were the word moksha, we have an English word that uh, is the, the least likely word that you think is related to the word moksha. Anybody has any guess? It means to expel or to get rid of, to be free of. Excreed. Mucus. The English word mucus is related to moksha. Very strange <laughs> connection. <laughs> So, moksha sheyeshuba, he'll expel all those inauspicious things. Raja vijja, raja guyam, pavidram, itamotamam. Knowing this, knowledge and realization, raja vijja, it is actually raja vijja, raja guyam. It is the king of education, the king of secrets. Pavidram, it is purifying. Like the sun is, it's pavitra. If there is a uh, outside urinal, like just like a latrine, the sun can purify that area. Leave it out in the sun, the whole thing becomes just like a regular soil and grass and such. Pavitram idam uttamam and supreme. Pratyakshavagamam dharmyam. Now the special quality of this thing that he teaches is that it gives direct perception of the self by realization. Gopal. If we give you a, a slice of pizza, do you have to believe that your hunger will go away? Or can you just eat it and it's directly perceived? After it's offered? After it's offered. We're gonna eat that thing. Yeah, you're gonna eat that thing. And you're gonna experience, you're gonna get taste, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get uh, some some nourishment, and your hunger's gonna go away with each successive bite. You don't have to believe it. It is pratyaksha, directly perceived. So Krishna says this, this type of thing that I'm about to teach you, it's so powerful that it's directly perceived. You can just get it right away. It's not, okay, after you die. No, right now. And then he says, but what about people, if it's so uh, powerful and easy and, and, and potent, what about people, why don't people, uh, what about people who don't have interest or faith or are, are, are going towards this path of bhakti or love and devotion. He says, Ashradhana Purusha, Dharma They stay in this world until they do. They again birth and birth and birth and birth and birth. Again and again. <laughs> so um, this chapter is in four sections. The first section is actually it's, it could be made into a whole acronym to divide the topics. So the first one is uh, K, for King. K, the, the chapter acronym is King, but K in this section stands for knowledge, because he said, I'm going to teach you some secret knowledge. Now he's going to start it. So you ready? Next, le next le section is I, and I can, means inconceivable relationships. Mayatipamidam sarvam Jagyat avyakta murtina Masari sarva bhutani na chaham tishtu vashtata 
Nachmastani Bhutani Pashame Yoga Maishuram Bhuta Britana Bhutasho Mamatma Bhuta Bhavana Yatakashtasito Nityan Vayu Sarvatta Gomahan Tata Sarvani Bhutani Matsani Tadariya Sarva Bhutani Kunteya Prakritiyanti Mamakam Kapakshaye Panastani Kapalo Vishajam Yaham Prakritim Shwama Vashtabhya Vishajami Punapunaha Budagramam Idam Kisnam Avasham Pakatir Vashat Nachamantani Karmani Nibadananti Dananjaya Udasinam Al Asinam Ashaktam Teshu Karmashu Maya Dakshena Prakriti Suyate Sacharachara Ketanane Kunteya Jigatpi Pari Partate Avajananti Dakshate That's the section Verses 4 through 11. So Krishna describes in this section how he is pervading everything, how he's within everything, and he's aloof from everything. He is creating, destroying, and maintaining the universe, but still he is unaffected by it. Udasinat mat asinam. He is seated as if neutral. Now, um, has anybody here started a business, even a small business? Yeah. So you are involved and implicated in that business. It's like you can't just uh, maintain it without being affected by the way things come and go. So Krishna gives an analogy how he is within everything yet distinct from everything, aloof from everything. And he says, as the air is confined to the atmosphere, but the atmosphere and the air are in themselves separate. But still the air is confined to the atmosphere. Get it? So he says, in the same way, I pervade and control all the worlds. Everything is within me. And then he says, in one verse he says, not everything is within me. And in another verse he says, everything is within me. This is his inconceivable nature. This avyakta mortina, his inconceivable form. So Prabhupada gave another analogy for this. Now, um, if it's inconceivable, how does Krishna give an example of it with the air and the atmosphere? Doesn't that like make it conceivable? <laughs> Didn't you just do it? <laughs> Didn't you just help us conceive? You know. Now, air and atmosphere are unconscious. You know, there are beings that control air and atmosphere, but air and atmosphere in itself is unconscious. So nowhere in existence we find a being controlling something and not being affected by that state of controlling something. That not being affected by that state of influence, being aloof and at the same time making it happen. Other than the Supreme Being. And so Prabhupada gives an example how um, in that sense that in that kind of detached nature Srila Prabhupada, our founder, you see his picture there, he was able to come to America at the age of just about seven years old. He had two heart attacks aboard a cargo ship, he had no money. People always say 40 rupees. He went back to India three years later with those, or two, three years, was it three years? Two, who knows? Three years later, with those same rupees, because there was no exchange, so he came with, you know, no money. Two heart attacks aboard a cargo ship, and 
landed in Boston Harbor, didn't know whether to turn left or right, made his way to New York City, struggled, eventually opened a tiny little temple uh, smaller than this room. Smaller than this room. And eventually traveled all around the world, circling the, the world 14 times, opening over 130 temples around the world, and training over uh, thousands and thousands of disciples. But Prabhupada, he said that this whole movement is going on because of my students' love for me. He's saying temples are being opened. And so he's com comparing how actually Krishna manifests the universes. There are devatas, there are demigods, there are angelic beings who are given, delegate different parts of uh, creation and maintenance and different parts of the uh, universal management. And out of their affection for the Supreme, similarly, like their, the students' affection for Srila Prabhupada, everything is going on in this movement. And Prabhupada left his body in 1977. And by affection of the disciples, we're uh, sharing this spiritual knowledge with us, we're keep it on and share it with others. It's a, a train of affection, succession. And so, Krishna says, yeah, this whole world, Maya Tamidam Sarvam, he says, Maya Dakshina Prakriti, simply by my supervision, everything is going on. But he's not affected by that position of doing that, that supervision. Does that make sense? Everyone kind of get the idea? That section? The, the aloof controller. Then, next letter, what's the next letter? N. Now, the chapter in Sanskrit is called Raja Vidya. What does that mean? In English. King of knowledge. And so it's cool that the acronym fits the, mm -hmm. the, the, um, the book, the chapter title. We even had a little book that summarizes it. It's called King of Knowledge. So N talks about other people who connect to the Supreme, but not through the path of love. And he talks about different types of connection. So he says, Avajananti mamudha manusham dharmashita param bhavama jananto mamabhuta maheshwaram mogashimoga karmano mogakyanam shetasa rakshasana suram chayva prakritam mohina shritaha mahatmanastamam parta dhairam prakritam ashita pachantyat mamanaso gatabhudim avayam satatam kitayantomam Yatantascha dridhavrataha Namashantastamam bhaktya nityukta pasate Jnana yagena chapanye yajantamamu pasate Ekatvena pritakvena bahuda vishitomakam Aham kratu aham yagya swadaham aham ashadam Manchaham amevijam aham agniraham mutam Pitaham asya jagata mata data pitamaha Vedyam pavitamamkara riksamaya jivevacha Gatir Bharta Pabu Shakshi Nivasha Sharanam Shuhit Sarat Prabhava Pairam Stanam Nichabijamavyam Tapyaham Maham Varsham Nigranam Yuchjamicha Mithishchaiva Mithishcha Sarasachchaham Marjina Shadidyamam Soma Pabu Tapapa Yagyas Vagatam Paparyate Teponyama Shadra Sharenda Lokan Ashnanti Divyan Divideva Bogan Tetambutvas Vagatam Vishalam Shini Ponya Martalokam Vishanti Evam chaitanar papana gatam gatam kamaplavante. So here he says, Avajananti mam mudha. So 
So mudha means a fool. Avajananti man mudha manushan tan ashita. So the fools can't understand how I, the Supreme, am walking around in a human-like form. Can't get it. Parambhava majananto. They don't know. What does it say for the words? They do not know a transcendental nature as the Supreme Lord of all that be. That's it. Fools deride thee when I descend in the human form. Oh, oh. I think I'm thinking another verse. There's a little bit more to it. Um, uh, um. The Lord of all things. They don't know my, uh, they can't understand that. How the supreme thing, being of all things is walking around like a human being. Now, I'm sure you guys can get it because you're all smart. You're not Buddhas. So, is the sun hot? Yes. How do you know? You feel the heat. You feel the heat. Live in Texas. So sunlight tells us something about the sun. Hot sunlight doesn't come out of cold sun. So people don't come out of a non-person source. God is the source of everything. So you must have personhood. Just like in its perfect degree. Like the sun has the most potent form of light and heat. And the sunlight has fraction. So similarly the supreme person is the most potent person. He is the most attractive person. I mean, he's the kindest, he's the sweetest, he's the funniest, he's the most intelligent. He can do the best, 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 best moonwalk. He can do all of that. He's known as Natabar, the Lord of Dance. <laughs> he actually be walking on the moon. So, Avajanati Mamun, Hamanashim Tamashim, Parmahaman Janaka Mamun, Mutamahesha, Mogashim, Karmano. So those who uh, may, um, who kind of reject God, all their, all their material things that they're doing, all their results, even their knowledge, all of it, you lose it when you die. It actually bears no eternal fruit. Like uh, you could be speaking at some Big auditorium. And next slide, what is it? Google Gaga. <laughs> next slide, yeah? Diaper, please. You know, it may, it may be get more advanced so you can say something like that. <laughs> but it's all gone, it's all lost. Mogasha, Mogakarmano. All your great works. Next life. You maybe get some reaction, you get some, maybe, but it doesn't get you that far, it doesn't last. So this is bewildering. When we, we don't approach spiritual life, we become more and more bewildered. And then he describes uh, the path of the great souls. Mahatma. Has anybody heard that name, Mahatma? Now, Mahatma does not refer to a politician who works so hard for his countrymen. Mahatma's vision goes beyond nation. As great as a person may be recognized, Mahatma's vision goes beyond just 
my people, my nation. Mahatma is described as someone who takes shelter of the divine energy of the Lord. Mahatmanas Kuman Partha, Daiva Prakita Mashita. Daiva Prakita Mashita Mahatmanas Kuman Partha, Daiva Prakita Mashita. Bajantyat Mamanasal Gatta Budam Abhyam. So they're eternally engaged in, uh, uh, in worship and understand that inexhaustible supreme. And what do they do? Next line says, they're always dancing like we were doing and chanting the name of the Lord. Satatam Kitayantomam. Get their consciousness absorbed. Satatam Kitayantomam. Vitatasya Dirtaarata. With firm conviction. They're engaged in this way continuously because it doesn't get old. Has anybody heard the term, Hallow be thy name? <laughs> we discussed that. What does it mean? It means the name of God is not of this world. It is not profane, mundane. It is holy and should be called upon. It doesn't get old because it's not something of the world. It is something spiritual. And therefore, if we get into it, we can just chant, 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 chant. There was a comic during Prabhupada's time in the newspaper, and like someone was like dying, and the, and the son said, "Chant, chant, chant." He said, "Can't, can't, can't." <laughs> so it's not very hard to chant. You know, if you can say "can't," you can chant. <laughs> now he begins to describe different forms of spiritualism and and. Um, Jnana yagena chapanye, yajanta mamupasate, ekatvena, pritakvena, bahuda vishvatalomukam. He said, There are those who worship me as the oneness of everything. Then there are those who worship me as the various controlling deities, the devatas, pritakvena, divided into many. And then there are those who worship me as the vishvatalomukam. The universal form. And then he begins to describe the universal form. Aham kratu, aham yagya. So he says, aham, 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 aham. What does aham mean? I. Aham. Yeah. So we say, aham brahma asmi, I am spirit soul. I am spirit. Yes. So Krishna says, aham kratu, aham yagya, aham sodaham amatru. So he describes different elements that are used in sacrifice and how those who see him throughout the as a universal form, we'll see him throughout the universe in various ways. So, Pitaham Asya Jagata. I am the father, Pita Asya Jagata, of the whole universe. The mother, Mata Data. What does Data mean? Pitama. Mata Data Pitama. Support. Huh? Support. Support, okay. My, um, Somebody made like a little comic, comic, and they put Mata like they put a mother, and then Data, they put the guy from Star Trek named Data. <laughs> and I said, Pita, and then it's like a piece of pita bread. Mata, Data, Pita. Vedyam Pavitam Omkara. Vedyam Pavitam Omkara. I am the sound of the Omkar in the Vedas. Om. Vedya Pavitam Omkar, Rik Sama Yajur Eva. And all these ancient Vedic literatures, Rik Sama Yajur Veda. Katir Bhata Prabhu Shakshi. I am the the ultimate goal. Katir Bhata. I am the 
Is that maintainer or is it sustainer? Prabhu, the master and the shakshi, the witness. The abode, the refuge, and the most dear friend. So, the eternal seed from everything is coming from. I withhold and send forth rains and, and heat and, and uh, cool. I am death. I am life. Spirit and matter. Spirit and both Spirit and matter Spirit and What's after that? What's the next one? Okay. This is a whole another not whole another section, but that's not the universe form. The next one is talks about the divided into many. So if you go to India, you know, anybody's been to India? Yeah, India. Yeah. Go to India. We don't have to go to India. You can go to like DFW Hindu temple or just like <laughs> you'll find that people are worshiping various deities, and sometimes it is fruitive. Like, oh, go to this person because they give you that. Go to this being, because I give you that. Go to this being, give you that. Go to this being, give you that. Go to this being, give you that. So Krishna says, Chaitanyam am somabhuta papa, yaya swagatam papayate te punyam, ashadra sharenda lokan, ashanti nidyam, divi deva bhogan. If you follow the path of the three Vedas, well, most of the Vedas actually deal with materialistic stuff. They're talking about the low level. So if you follow that path, then you can go to your next life and enjoy on a planet that's highly superior to Earth in your next life. And you can enjoy on this planet and drink the Soma Ras and live for thousands of years. Who's signing up for it? <laughs> okay. What's the first word of the next verse? So if you worship the angels, the devatas, the demigods, those who are the empowered agents of the Lord, if you instead of paying your taxes just bribe the IRS agent you know the people that you instead or instead of going to actually just going through the governmental system you find somebody in the system and try to get benefits Krishna says if you do that there is a system you can go to higher planets you can enjoy very nicely material delights enjoy drink the somaras but whatever got you there the pious deeds. For example, I ask people this question. Sometimes the students come and I ask, okay, somebody has some affection for God, not mature, not 100% lover of the Lord, um, but some affection, and they build hospitals and they dig wells and they feed the hungry and clothe the poor, and they do thousands of numerous wonderful deeds. What happens to them when they die? People scratching their head. Well, I, I 
they going to hell? Heaven? They don't know. Because well, if they go to the spiritual world, then aren't they not? Like, isn't the spiritual world full of people that are have a hundred percent love? They're not just like in it for the business. I mean, they're not. They're they're so, they're totally hearts are sold out to the screen. So it's described that in the universe there are places that have higher material facility for people who have better karma. They are called heavenly planets, much much more uh, opulence and um, you know sense enjoyment than you find here on Earth. If you take the happiness of Earth planet, multiply a thousand times, you get that of Janaloka. You take that happiness, multiply that a thousand times, then you get Tapaloka. You multiply that happiness a thousand times, then you get up to Indraloka. You take that happiness, multiply that a thousand times. The highest happiness that you experience on Earth, thousand, thousand, thousand times, then you get up to Brahmaloka. You take that happiness, you multiply that a thousand times, that is the happiness of Brahman realization. Brahman. Realizing that you're not the body and experiencing yourself as a soul. You take that and you multiply that millions of times. And that entire substance does not equal one drop of the ocean of happiness in the loving connection with the Supreme Bhakti Yoga. Love and devotion. So, um, so you're not getting the highest stuff if you go for that route, for the heavenly planets, the higher planets. But also, what got you there runs out. We had our fellows, they did not stay on the cruise ship. Why didn't you stay on the cruise ship? Tired of it. Got tired of it. <laughs> and what about the wallet? We got bigger. Oh. Wallet got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was working on the cruise ships, it got bigger. Oh, you were working on the cruise So he, he, he found a way. <laughs> There's the secret there. It work. <laughs> so, but it, uh, but if you go on a cruise ship, generally you can't stay there because the wallet's getting smaller. And what brought you there runs out. So the good karma that brings you to the higher planets, shine punya martelokam bishanti. When it runs out, you end up back on Earth with no souvenir. Like, you know, just imagine you're uh, the plumber uh, or you're the um, mopping the floors at McDonald's and you're like, I was injured in my last life, you know. Get on the floor, you know. <laughs> you can't. You said I was the king of all the angels. And I was, kiss him off that floor. Just talk. Be quiet. <laughs> so you don't get any souvenirs. So even if you go to higher planets, you enjoy heavenly material delights. It all runs out. Because the only thing that got you there is the good karma. And when that credit runs out, you come back to Earth. Yes? Question. Is it easier to go to the heavenly planets? Or is it easier to go back to the spiritual world? Hey. Both can be very difficult. Um, we got one's got you got one that's he's got your back through all the lifetimes helping you go there. Where the other one is this you're on your own. So go back to the spiritual world is very difficult, but you got someone who wants you home more than you even want to get there. You have someone there who's waiting for you. But it's not going to force you. So that desire has to be within you. So Krishna ends that verse. He says, Gatham, Gatham, Kama, Lamante. What have you gained? 
What did he gain from that? Nothing. You've gone to higher planets, you enjoy, and you come back, no souvenir. Nothing you gained. Then he says, there's a little bit of overlap between N and G. So what does G N stands for? What does K stand for? Knowledge. Knowledge. What does I stand for? Inconceivable relationships. That inconceivable, aloof, controlling at the same time. And then N stands for non-devotional worship. And then G stands for the glories of bhakti, devotion, devotional service. So this 22 on, it's a little bit overlap. I, I, I could say ends, ends, ends there or G starts there, but you can also say it starts at 26. So Krishna says, Ananyas chintayanto mam ye jana parupashate te sham nitya vyuktanam yogakshamam vaham yaham ye panya devata bhakta yajante yam. Yajante ma? What? Yajante shantayam vyuktanam. Come again? So, Krishna here says, that person who's just the lover of me, uh, no. whose heart's always there with me. Uh, I will carry, I will bring to them whatever they lack. And I will preserve whatever they have. I've got their back. Now there was a, a priest who was proficient in Sanskrit many, 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 many years ago, named Arjuna. Not Arjuna with the arrows, but Arjuna the priest. And he read this and he said, Vahami, I will carry. And he was like, Krishna, he's an important person. You know, it's like more important than, you know, prime minister or, you know, whoever. We don't want to say president because people's minds get too distracted. You say that word. Oh, my brain starts flying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Start thinking about a whole bunch of things. So, Krishna says, I will carry. So this priest was like, mm. Krishna's got so many devatas, deities, and energies under him that he can just simply make it happen. It's not that he personally will do it. Really? Come on. Him? Personally? You got a problem? Krishna's got your back like right there. There he is. And so he took his pencil, you know, like they made it on palm leaves. So you just take like a like a little knife or something and you, you, you carved in some new Sanskrit words there. This is the opposite of Guru Parampara. Don't change the message. You know, it's like the, the male lady's not supposed to open your letter that you wrote to your grandma and then add some extra lines there. You know, just give it, keep it as it is. You know. So, and as a priest, he lived by begging because priests took no salary. And so he went out and he was begging. Bhiksha, Bhiksha. And as he was gone, these beautiful boys appeared. 
extremely beautiful. One was blackish, the other one was whitish. And they had on their shoulders stick and barrels of like uh, just vegetables and rice and and clarified butter and fruit and all kinds of wonderful stuff. Both of them overloaded with all this stuff. And then the wife, she came home. When she, they came to his house, the wife opened the door. Oh, wow. Did, did my husband uh, uh, send for these? She said, yeah, but he's an evil man. He beat us. And even scratched our tongues. What kind of person does that? He did that to you? And they said, look at our scratches. And they showed their scratches. And so when, when he came home, the husband came home, she had like rolling pin in her hand. She was like, and she like just me like just reeled into him like, you beat those boys. Why did you do that? He's like, oh boy. One was black as the other one was whitish. How can you beat? They're so beautiful. They're magnificent. And he's like, you're talking about that's Krishna and his brother Balaram. He came to visit you. Oh my God. He realized that it was actually Krishna and his brother Balaram personally carrying everything that he was needed. <laughs> Just to prove his point. And he's like, you scratch my tongue because Bhagavad Gita is my tongue, my words. And you're scratching on it? Uh-uh. Don't do that. So, Krishna's personally got the back of his devotee. He has his heart sold out to his servant. Um... So vidhi means like uh, regulation, the, the proper way to do things. He said, those who worship the angels are actually worshiping me. I've supplied them their faith, but they're approaching me not directly. They're not approaching me in the right way. Um, those who worship demigods will take birth in the planets of the demigods. Like we said, you don't stay there, though. Those who worship the forefathers will take birth in the planets of the forefathers. Do we skip one? Because I am the Ahamhi Sarvayagina. Because I'm actually... People worship the angels, they perform all these sacrifices. But he's the lord of the sacrifice. Aham Sarvayagina. Sarvayagina. Bhuktacha Prabhuvacha, the enjoyer and the master of the sacrifice. Natimabhujanati Chapanatashavayanti Te. So Nananyanti Deva Pita Devan Prityanti Priti Pata. So those who worship the uh Bhutas. Does anybody know what a Bhuta is? The Sanskrit word for ghost is Bhuta. <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> That's the Sanskrit word for ghosts. Those who worship ghosts, like sometimes people get into like worshiping like scary spirits and stuff. So yeah, you take birth in that in that family. You become also a ghostly spirit. But those who worship me come back to me. In my place, there's no more birth, death, birth, death, birth, death, birth, death. It's done. What happened to them? What's that? What happened to them? They take another birth after, and uh, maybe uh, so. You take birth among the demigods. Uh, uh, generally, you fall down. You come back and it's a human being because it's a it's like higher, and then the karma. You know, it's like the the Ferris wheels come back down, and then you, if you take birth lower, then you can also go back up. 
So you see that on that circle there? So sometimes you're up on the Ferris wheel, sometimes you're down on the Ferris wheel of reincarnation, samsara, the wheel of... Question. Um, when, you were, when you were talking about the different planetary systems and, and moving up... Yes. Uh, and you said that, the, that a millionth is like bhakti. Right now, when you were saying, uh, 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 you take that million, million, million times, and that's one drop. That is compared to the drop. That's compared to the ocean of bhakti. Okay. So it's like exponentially so, different. So that's not bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga is the one that is the ocean, and the the pleasure of the soul times a million is just one drop of it. So a lot of, a lot of the. A lot of pleasure you can excess. And you don't have to die. You right just gotta be God conscious right now. Yeah. I have another question. Uh, this is very much because um, um, in here it says that um, practice is temporary, but it's not fails. Can I, can I see it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Property, material nature, yeah. Because I was talking to a friend, and he was telling me that um, we shall not pay attention to like visions and stuff like that because they are all like part of the ego and therefore temporary. That we, if we are looking for the divine, that we go. But we, we go say you get some some dream or some vision, then you find also something else to confirm what you saw there. For example, sometimes Krishna or the Guru may appear in your dream. Mm -hmm. yeah, generally, very it might happen to somebody who is very saintly, but even a, a lay person it can happen to. But when we get information, then we find some other source outside of the confines of our own dreams or vision, like a sacred literature, the words of the saints, sacred uh, practitioners, yeah. and then confirm is this, oh, yeah. Does this have um, absolute wisdom to it? Gotcha. So, you know, it's not that there's no possibility of gaining some knowledge from a dream. Definitely. There was another question. Uh, what is the difference between bhakti in the material world and bhakti elsewhere, like spiritual world? Same. And you can, I, here we're, we're working ourselves up to let to pure bhakti. But you can practice pure bhakti here and pure bhakti there. So prakriti, prakriti refers to material. It, there's also para prakriti, the spiritual energy, the soul. But it means uh, the material energy. It is temporary. It's always changing and sometimes manifest and sometimes non-manifesting. But it's eternal. Like uh, this universe, will be destroyed, that energy that makes up the universe will be merged back into the supreme, and then uh, 311 trillion years later will come back out and again exist for you know, such, such a trillion years. So it is, it is not a false thing. Like we say this world is an illusion, but it's not a false thing. Like the, the um, it, it's, it, it does exist, the energy does exist, but our real relationship is, is not existing here. Like we might think, this is my house, my body, my relationship. That is, you could say, false because you know 
it houses your body, you're not going to stay in it. So, but the energy that it is is real. It's not. A, it's not a fault. It doesn't. It's not that it doesn't exist. It does exist. But our relationship with it is like uh, we may have our mother that we have now, which we love and, and we offer our honor and respect. But we've also had billions of mothers. So which one was ours? Like now, maybe you were the mother, and then it switched around. You know, who knows? Um, I have another question. The last time I came here, you you told me that. Um, we can have um, five different types of relationship with Krishna, which is like a, um, sleeping devotees. Um, like there, there's the, like a... Um, yeah, the waking one, like the one that's... I don't remember, the names are there. Oh, <laughs> so the there's horizon. one? There's and then the lover, the friend, and uh, the mother, or father, or parents. And how do you know that you're doing there? Or how do you know what's your, your relationship with him? How do you nourishing? Very good, very good. So, um, uh, I'll repeat the question so everyone can hear. So it's described that there are five primary affectionate relationships of with the Supreme. There, there, there's some subdivisions, there's some other, but there are five primary affectionate relationships. Starting from the very bottom, from the least intimate, is being admired. Mm -hmm. You know, like, say, um, like Billy Corgan is playing tonight. We we actually some of us have met Billy Corgan and we and, and we gave him a book that he said changed his whole life. I got the book right behind. The Journey Home I gave this book to Billy Corgan seven years ago, and then six years later I see him uh, on the Smashing Pumpkins Facebook page hugging the author together, Radha Swami and Billy Corgan. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what happened there? And I found out that he read the book twice, and he's speaking on television interviews how it changed his whole life. Um, but, you know, at a concert, there may be some band, and you don't have any relationship with that person other than being their admirer. They don't know you exist even, right? Like, you, it's, it's passive. You're not really doing anything at, on a relationship level. Like, you having a picture on the wall and, like... Um, so in the spiritual world, there are, there are like plants and trees and uh, even that may admire God, but don't actually, maybe they, and some of them may have service. That's to be the next level, is that you actually want to do something for somebody. Uh, my wife had a, a, a wonderful dream, talking about dreams, that, because sometimes people think, oh, I don't want to be a blade of grass in the spiritual world. That sounds like, you know, I want to be like one of Krishna's coward boyfriends. Like, like it's like Peter Pan. We're just having adventures and playing and all this stuff. Like, I have a lot of fun. Blade of grass? No, send me back to the tear world. Like, <laughs> but she had this dream that she was a blade of grass in the spiritual world. And it was so wonderful to be a blade of grass. And you're just kind of like, wait, wait, like, <laughs> you're dancing. And then, and then here comes the, the Krishna, the gopis, Krishna's dear uh, friends, and Radharani, who's actually a form of Krishna himself, the female form of God. And you're just like, step on me, step on me. <laughs> and she said it was so wonderful, like, she could just do that forever, just be a blade of grass in the spiritual world. That, that experience that she had in the dream it was you know, quite profound. Um, 
So service. Now that's like the basis of all the other relationships. So we start with the mood of being a loving servant. Service means like a, a, the closest to closest thing Prabhupada said is to the real kind of affection that we have in the spiritual world is like the love the mother has for a child. The love the mother has for a child is without any type of expectation of return. It's just, I'm going to love you. Stinky diaper, no stinky diaper, cry, no cry, whatever, I'm going to love you. So that's like beginning the mood of service. And so, and so if you, in, if you were to interview most Americans and ask them what kind of relationship you can have with God, it would just be those two. People don't think you get any closer than that. You either serve God or you admire Him from a distance. Oh! It's just like, you just admire Him from a distance. You don't do anything, you just like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> or but some people, they'll say, some unlucky few will have to do something. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I just want to be hanging out with my family. With a, you know, there's a turkey with a knife in it. You know, just, you know, just far, somewhere in the distance, there's the, the Holy Lord. He's giant. And he's got, he's got no face, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just am thinking of like the little comics that I've seen, the you know that they pass sometimes they got in Portland, Oregon, like the all those comics that tell that list all the people that go to hell. And so, uh, the chick tracks they call them chick tracks. So, but then the next level is friendship. Now to be a friend a friend with somebody, you have to see each other as equals. The reverence has got to go down and the affection has got to go up. Where if you're friends with a very highly placed, important person, if you're really friends, it's like, you guys don't, it's not based on that. That's not the important part. You're friends. If you're, if you're really friends with Billy Corgan, it's like, I don't care what your band is. We're friends because we're friends. So you, you don't like freak out. If you're like best friends with Billy Corgan, you don't freak out like over the band and stuff. You're like, it's not, well, whatever. So people are friend, like intimate friends with God. They don't even, they're, they're not like, they're more attracted to God as a person than his position. They're like, it's cool that you're God, but I like you more as like the person you are. And this kind of just like a side thing that you're also God. That's pretty cool, Krishna. You're, it's pretty cool that you're also God. <laughs> but you're my you're my good friend. You know, you're really sweet. So that was Arjuna's relationship. Arjuna's relationship, yeah. And at one point, Arjuna became very reverential, and Krishna was like, "No, nah, I don't like this. You're 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 treating me too distant, treating me like God. You know, come, let's get, let's bring it up a notch and start treating me as a friend again." How do you get there? How do you get there? So we're we're, we're working on it. Okay. And then next level is motherhood, or all kinds of family relationships, and then the highest would be like a parental. And then, the, then higher than that is a romantic. Now, if you, it's like if you have a thousand dollars, within that is fifty, within that is ten, within that is five. So, in the romantic relationship, you have the elements of all the others as well. So, within a child, the propensity of walk is natural, isn't it? It's within the child, but in the beginning, it looks like some kind of practice. He has to try it. But as long as he continues to do it, now do you, when you walk, do you think about it? Like where you put your feet and your toes and how the weight is distributed, you just, you're just doing it. Just totally natural. So the natural relationship that you have with the Supreme, 
when you begin your practice of serving the Supreme with love, as you continue and mature, it becomes more and more natural. And at a very, very advanced stage, you'll find a natural attraction to Krishna in a certain way. You're naturally attracted, you know, Krishna, he's a hunk, or naturally be attracted, like, oh man, we're gonna have fun and we're gonna have adventures, you know, he's my boy, you know, we're buddies, you know. You're naturally attracted, oh, I just wanna serve him, he's my master, or something like that. So you have me naturally attracted to a relationship. And even if your relationship is on not like on the most intimate level, level, even if you're not like a romantic partner, you're, you will find your relationship is the most satisfying. And that, and that, and it, whatever other relationship is, it, yeah, whatever. But I find this most satisfying. Like Hanuman, has anybody heard of Hanuman? He's like Indian Superman. He's a Hanuman. Like there's a uh, Hanuman. So he flies. He can carry mountains while he flies. And he feels like his relationship is not friend, but a servant. And he feels that that is the most satisfactory. He doesn't. He doesn't hanker to change. So whatever you are eternally in the spiritual world, you're happy with it. It's like that's your eternal thing that you like to do. And so every one of us has our own unique, special thing that we offer to Krishna. And Krishna is specifically like you, like he's thinking, and when is she coming back to me? I miss her so much. <laughs> he's thinking like that. More than you could ever miss him, he's missing you. So, okay, so uh, I'm almost done with the ninth chapter. Should I do the last couple of verses? You all for that? Before? Yay? Nay? Go for it, man. Bootas? <laughs> <laughs> so Krishna says, yeah, you take, you worship ghosts, become ghosts. Uh, uh, but you will come to me, you worship me, you come to me and you stay with me forever. And we have fun. A lot of sweet, sweet, beautiful times. If you want to hear the sweet, beautiful times we have with Krishna, there's this book called Krishna Book. We got four, three, four purple ones there and uh, two purple ones here. We read that on Thursday nights here, uh, around eight o'clock or so. Everybody can come if you want. We just don't have any pizza that time, but it's okay for everyone. Yeah. You're welcome to bring the pizza. So, pupusas, pupusas to that. We expect that. <laughs> Put that expectation. So, uh, what what comes after that? Let me What? Uh, so this is really like all about bhakti now. Path of love. So easy. You could go to the Himalayas, walk around in a, a little cloth thong, and sit in an ice river uh, in the middle of winter. <laughs> And just sit there for uh, a few days and meditate. Or you could cook delicious vegetarian food and offer it to God. Kind of like a thong idea. You like that? <laughs> now you're going to go up there with all your gear. You're going to go up there with your uh, your Columbia whatever sportswear. You got the ski goggles, and then you see a yogi there walking around in his copen. You're like, I don't know. And then maybe get to the ice river? Just walk around barefoot in the snow. And then you're going to, no. Not going to happen. For most people, I for 99% of the world, they would die doing what these yogis do. They would die even attempting. 
I just the, uh, the, the villagers, the type of austerities, uh, uh, just a, a local villager in India does, like going to holy places, walking around uh, in the middle of the night, just walking around for five, seven days, just going on pilgrimage. <laughs> Well, we just die. <laughs> Seriously. The Dandavat Parikram. The oh, yeah, Dandavat Parikram. So there's a mountain, oh. Krishna's mountain that he lifted with his pinky. And people do this thing where they bow down. It uh, takes seven hours to walk around it, at, walking at a high pace. But some people do this thing where you bow, and then where you put your hands, then you start stand there, and then you bow again, and they go all the way around. But some people do it where they do... 108 times in one spot, and they go to the next. <laughs> and they put a stone, 108 stones, and they do that. And it may take them a year to go all around. I'm sure they take they take a break and eat at some point, and then they go back to that spot and they do that. Who, you know, an American person can't do that kind of stuff. It just so. But Patram Pushram Palamtoyam, offer me with love, a fruit, a flower, uh, water. With, what's that? How do you offer? How do you offer? Very simple. You can you can do like what they do at the temple, where it's all it's very involved and prayers and stuff. Or you can just offer with prayers. Basically, when you cook, don't taste. That's number one. Just don't taste while you cook. Offer vegetarian food, food that you know that can be offered, and you cook with the mood of devotion. That this is for this is for you, Krishna. When you're grocery shopping, then your shopping becomes spiritual. Because you're thinking, what can I offer to Krishna today? And when you offer, you just offer some prayers. Ask the Lord, you come, please accept this. You can offer, we, you can offer through the teacher, the spiritual master, saying, well, Prabhupada, please offer this to Krishna. Because you are very close to Krishna. Uh, if I ask for your help, then you'll, you know, if I get some assistance there that you know this very important person is going to Accept my offer. I mean, you, you go and very much like You can, uh, if you want to get, take it. Um, so, for example, when Prabhupada was here uh, in the beginning, they would just cook a big pot of any, whatever it was, kitchen rice and beans, and they put it on the altar. The altar might not have been a deity, but actually just a picture of Krishna. They you offer know, some prayers. Oh, Lord, you please accept this. Then they bumped it up another notch. They got a plate for Krishna plate that they did not use to eat off. They made, it's just Krishna's plate. And you have a plate, you know, offer a plate, and say, you please accept. After, you know, give a couple minutes and time to eat, and you take that, you take it off the plate, wash the plate, and then you eat that which is offered. And the whole pot, the rest of it is considered offered out of that intention. He is considered to consume all of it. So on July 29th, couple Ooh. weeks from now, at 7 p.m. right here, there will be an in-depth discussion for an hour and a half just on this topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll stop that discussion. There's a whole seminar on prasadam, spiritualized food, on July 29th from 7 p.m. to 8.30. Whole slideshow, presentation, all the kind of things that yeah, you want to learn about I, it. I was reading, I don't know, I don't know if it was here, but I read that, um, yeah, you're supposed to, like, Offer your food or something to Krishna, yes. and I was like, okay, but how do I do this? Like, yeah. So yeah, it can do be. I it can be very. This, uh, you put it, it here, and that's it. Or yeah, okay. it can be very involved, or it can be very simple, uh, depending on your facility and your your knowledge. But basically, you cook, don't taste. Uh, take the pot or the or the plate or whatever, and you ask the Lord, you please accept this. You can say, 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. That can be your mantra. Okay. And, and then give them some time. And then eat, taste the difference. Because okay. Krishna can't eat with his eyes. <laughs> it's described in the uh, Brahma Samhita. He can do anything with all of his senses. By hearing your prayer, he can eat with his hearing. So, Whatever you're doing, just offer it to me. And this way, this way you'll be free from all bondage. Because if you use the parents' money to steal it and go to the arcade, then you're grounded. But if you use it to buy a gift for the parents under their permission, then you're like praise and the parents are happy. So whatever you do, it's all Krishna's energy offered back to him. Um, so Krishna says, I'm equal to everyone. No one is my friend, no one is my enemy. Now he's speaking in his form, super soul. But the next part of the verse, he gets more intimate. He says, for those who are friending me, I'm a friend of them. So he says, this contradiction is not a problem, it's a decoration. He said, if a person approaches me with love, I respond. Basically, he responds to everyone. For the atheist, who says, God doesn't exist, he goes, okay, I don't exist. You won't see me. For the impersonalist, it says, God's, no, there's, God's just the energy. He's not a being. He's not a person. Okay, I'm just an energy. That's all you if, And if someone says, God is a person, and, he, and he's very lovable, then he, he shows his presence as being a lovable person, interacts with that person in a way to help them out. And he realizes the thought. <laughs> he's like, boom, here I am. Hello. <laughs> He gives you a friend request. <laughs> no, Tom, go away. <laughs> so then, um, then after that, uh, and so here he's continuing, continuing to emphatically say how sold out he is. He says, if my lover, person approaches me with love, is a horribly behaved person, you got to consider him a saint. And Arjuna was like, what? He said, no, 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 you, you have to consider him a saint because uh, he's actually in the shower. He's doing the thing that actually purifies the heart. No matter how dirty he is, he's actually doing the, he, he, he call a construction worker covered in mud in the shower, you call him dirty? No, because he's, he's eventually more cleaner than anybody who was not in that shower. This, this, the person engaged in the path of love Love and devotion, bhakti yoga, service to the Supreme, is like a mango, which in the beginning can be hard and sour, but if he stays connected, it becomes soft and sweet. So Krishna says, my saint, my devotee, you have to consider him a saint. I, Shri Dharma, I will quickly make him one. Don't you worry. Even if he's bad up to his last day, don't you worry. If he is following the path of devotion. That that's the you know that will purify all bad qualities eventually. Shivamami Dharma Maswashidana Vachiti Purtiya Purtijani Nama Bhakti Prashiti. So Krishna says, he actually raises a voice. He says, My devotee never perishes. 
I got his that. And then it, it says, um, what's the next line? Mami parta. Mami parta piyashu depietu shukapayona shriya vaishasadashuga stepi man paramkatim. It doesn't matter if one, it's for everyone. If one is a, uh, a woman, a child, even a businessman, everyone can take to the path of devotion. And he says, what to speak of like saintly kings and saint and priests? Um, um, and then I, I think we're at the last verse. No. So here we are. We're at the end. Everybody ready? You all ready? Always think of me, Krishna's saint. Now, who here is thinking of Krishna every millisecond? I don't know. And uh, the gopis, the great devotees, like they're they're millisecond trying to forget Krishna. They're always thinking of Krishna. Yeah, you know? they're trying the same. trying to forget him. He's a rascal. You know? <laughs> He's always been some some funny stuff. Yeah. Bhakta. So this can be actually seen as a a progression or as a regression. Manmana, if you can't always think of me, bhava madbhakto, become my devotee. I mean, follow all the regulated practices of spiritual life. Chant japa daily, do all these things. And he said, what if I can't do that? Manmana, bhava madbhakto, mam yaji. Then just worship me, offer some incense to me every day and say some prayer. Say, buddy, you know how much incense costs? Uh, no way. Let's do that's five minutes of my day, you know? And he says, okay, uh, just offer your respects, you know, like this. You know? And this way you'll surely come back to me. So any little step in the path of devotion, Krishna takes or even the littlest thing like that, if it's done with devotion, he takes it as such an amazing, wonderful thing, however small it is. Because like we said, he is eager to have us back. He told Gopakumar, who had returned this spiritual world, I was dancing like a fool, thinking that in this life you may come back to me, but you had no mercy on me. I was waiting for you. Life after life, I've been waiting for you to come back home. So that is our eternal lover, the, 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 this, our eternal sweetheart, Krishna himself. Uh, we all have our own specific relationship. Um, uh, muscular Billy here. He might be a, a cowherd girl maiden in the spiritual world. Who knows? Uh, or he, you know, might be one of Krishna's cowherd boys. And you know, you know, cowherd boys are really strong. You don't know what your your form is in spiritual, but as you grow in your spiritual life, all that becomes revealed. You got a question? Yes. Does that mean that Krishna's favorite football team might be the Dallas Cowboys? Cowboys, yes. <laughs> it is confirmed, uh, yes. Krishna's Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> no. It's a horrible, uh, terrible selection. Uh, uh, well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Any other any comments or questions? It was, I know it was a little longer than usual, but we covered a whole chapter of Bhagavad Gita, and, and with lots of questions included. So... Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Now we have some pizza. Yeah. That was awesome.